0: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show in studio, of course. It's John Katzmatidis, Judge Weinberg, Congressman King, Rudy Washington, myself, Lydia. On the line, we have State Comptroller of New York, Tom DiNapoli. Welcome back to Cats at Night, sir.
1: And the number one vote getter in November, (laughs) the number one (laughs) vote getter in the Democratic Party in November got more votes then the attorney general, more votes than the governor, the most trusted Democrat
0: in New York State. Because he's common sense. Yeah, but that was unfair oh. because Sinapoli stole all these votes from Republicans. He only Republicans <laughs> to vote for him. <laughs> Well, uh, Peter, you know, my, a lot of our uh, mutual Long Island friends look out for me, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I want to say happy, healthy year. Tom, I heard that Larry Ellivarge came back to vote for you. Oh yeah, we we miss them, don't we, Peter? We miss them. To- hey, but John, John, I got to say, during the holidays, you were pitch hitting for all your anchors that you gave time off. I I had you uh, on the air more than anybody, and I, got, got, were, paid right see, I <laughs> got paid double. You used to get paid one
1: dollar a week; I got paid
0: two dollars. Controller, I don't know. And I you- worked,
1: by the way, I worked midnight on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I was here midnight to to two o'clock in the morning. Me, Curtis, and Rita, and, and the cats, we, and and the cats and margo too <laughs> and we talked to all the people from hawaii all the way to anchorage alaska to to beckley west virginia
0: Uh, What you've done with the station has been incredible, and uh, I listen to it all the time, and uh, you just have a great team there. So my compliments to all of you.
1: I'm concerned about one thing, and I brought it up with uh, Mayor Adams on my interview with him on Friday. And uh, according to the records, 484,000 New Yorkers, I don't know if New York State, New York City, moved out in the last 24 months, middle class and above. And 16% of them were millionaires. Now all that income leaving New York City, New York State. In exchange, we got a lot of migrants that they became dependents. Mm-hmm. At what point does the system blow up? The people leaving that are paying the taxes, people that are coming in that are dependents on our city and our state.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, it's a fair question. It, it's a hard one to answer. What that tipping point is? There's no doubt that, for a host of reasons, exacerbated by uh, what happened with the COVID experience, and and the higher taxes we have in New York, you know, with the, you know, with the additions, uh, the, the folks in New York City, different than folks that live outside of New York City, they have for personal income tax the highest combined rate, even higher than California now. So this is a concern because, uh, you know, as you know, rough numbers, the top one percent of taxpayers pay for about 40% of the personal income tax revenue we get at the state level. So we have to be mindful of that. Uh, There are a lot of reasons why people leave, a lot of reasons why people stay, but certainly uh, the tax burden is part of it. The overall issues in the city of quality of life, issues of crime, homelessness, uh, you know, those issues have to be dealt with as well. I mean, I think that's part of the part of the answer. It's not just the the tax burden, but the numbers are there and we have to be mindful of the fact that those at the upper, ep- upper end, in fact, are the ones carrying most of the freight that pay for the programs for our schools, for our seniors, for health care. We want them to stay here, and we want to continue to tax them. Look, another issue this year is, uh, impact on the city budget and the state budget is going to be the fact that, you know, Wall Street hasn't uh, obviously had a great year, so those big bonuses... There's no bonuses on Wall Street. 4,000 no, no layoffs, 4, layoffs
1: at uh, Goldman Sachs.
0: Yep, yep. And we're concerned about jobs migrating out of that sector. Those are good jobs, high-paying jobs. We want to hold on to them. So, look, I'm not, I'm not a doomsday person. You know, this is still New York, and there's a resilience and a reason to be here uh, that people appreciate, but but there are some warning signs out there, and we have to very, be very mindful of it, especially as we head into a new budget cycle. As you know, the governor, probably the end of this month, will present her budget proposals. I'm not anticipating any new taxes to be proposed, but you know, uh, some of the folks uh, and the legislature, no doubt, will propose some new ones. But we have to be very careful. We don't want to uh, kill the goose that's laying the golden egg that's kept New York City and New York State going.
1: Tom, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. There's something hey, that is not focused on. By the way, congratulations on being sworn in today. Thanks. I, Thanks. I just want to say... People forget when you have the most productive, the taxpayers leaving, they're the ones who also give to the charities. They're the ones who support the cultural institutions. They're the ones who build the wings at the hospitals. So these are real losses when you lose these people. It's not just the the direct taxes and the revenues, and they also produce a large number of the jobs. What say you?
0: Oh, no, you're absolutely right. The, the, the generosity uh, of, of so many of, of these individuals at the higher end, I mean, that's what's kept all our cultural institutions afloat, all the wonderful charities. I mean, John Katsimatidis alone is an example of that, but there are, there are so many others. another reason why uh, we don't want want to lose them. But again, I think we have to be mindful, at least from what I hear from folks beyond what the numbers say, tax burden is part of it. Quality of life, though, is very much a part of it as well. We can't control the weather. That's a separate question. But uh, people need to feel safe. And people need to have a sense when they're walking down the street that they're not going to be accosted. And there's a lot of issues, as we all know, about homelessness, mental health. You know and i think the mayor certainly is trying to address them more aggressively and i think that's a welcome message uh because we want people to feel that there are going to be positive changes and a reason for them to continue to stay here uh but you, but you're absolutely right there's there's no doubt that what's given back is often not fully appreciated you know the look the other side is that there are still a lot of folks uh, that are hurting right now, uh, a lot of folks that weren 't doing well before the pandemic, and some of that only got worse, so there are you know we put out a report on poverty in New York state. fourteen percent of our population uh is in poverty so we've we 've also got some big needs out there as well it doesn 't make any of these decisions on taxing and budgeting and how we spend our money any easier but um but that 's why those but of us Tom, that are in government uh, when are in i said,
1: there. I interviewed the mayor last Friday. And, and yep. all, all New Yorkers that we're not complaining about taxes. You know what we're yep. complaining about? Safety in our streets. Yes. We yes. want to be able to take the subways and feel safe. We want to yep. go to a restaurant at night and walk home and feel safe. Yep. And yep. we want to be oh, able to send our yep. kids to school by the subway and f- make sure and to feel good that our kids feel safe. I I yeah. yelled at uh, Congressman Weiner a couple months ago because mm-hmm. he says he he doesn't feel bad sending his his 14 uh, year old on the subways. I said, Congressman, I love you, but it's wrong. I would not I would not send my 14 year old by himself in the subway. And crime is up yeah. on the subway over 30 percent.
0: And mean, meantime, yeah. shootings and and the MTA and is going to need money right they're on a yep. fiscal cliff
1: and if you if yep. you don't collect if you don't collect your uh, what percentage of the MTA uh people going on the subway don't pay well
0: they're losing about 550 million Annually, so the fare beat is a part of it, but the, but the other part really is, 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 is to the first point that John made, the ridership is still way off. Uh, and the MTA, more than other tr- public transit systems in the, in the nation, our MTA is so much more dependent on fare revenue. And that's back to only about 60%, you know, 65% to spend it, depending on the day for the subways or, or even the Long Island Railroad or Metro North or the buses. So, so if you're so dependent on the fare box and people are not using the, you know, the transportation system... You know that is one of the big reasons why you've got a big out year budget gap that's there. And keep in mind, you know, thanks, thankful, particularly Senator Schumer, we we got billions to that kept the MTA afloat during COVID, that federal money is not going to be there forever. It's going to be spent down. So we very much need people to be back on the subways. And but to your apparently. point, John and Lydia, they need to feel safe. And, and there they need needs to be cleanliness as well. I mean, I think that's another issue. Uh, and, and, you know, we hear a little time. But look, I think we John got a, Lieber a, a, that. A, and I think you have yeah. got
1: one minute left. Tell, yep, all, yep. tell us, make us feel good for the new year. Tell us, what are we <laughs> going to uh, do to make it better?
0: Well, look, I think the mayor is focused on it. The governor has a new term. We're going to hear her state of the state address uh, this week. We're going to see her budget proposal. I I think a strong message was given by the voters uh, uh, in the fall to the Democratic Party because the election results in New York were not what many people thought they were going to be. So I think that was a wake-up call for the Democrats that are still, by and large, in charge of New York. Uh, And let's give the mayor and the governor the opportunity to set their agenda. Thankfully, we have a mayor and governor actually talk to each other and work together, different than what we had a few years ago. It needs to be a combined effort of the state and the city to deal with all these issues that we've been talking about. And I'm going to be the optimist. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to have a better year in 2023 than we had in 2022.
1: Thank you so much. And uh, God bless you. And you were the number one Democrat in uh, New York State. And we'll catch up with you again real
0: Great. soon. Thanks, John. Thank Thanks, everybody. Happy, healthy New Year.
1: Happy, healthy.
0: This is the story of the one.